Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan. Brought to you by Wheelahan Development, this is your host, Brendan Wheelahan. Sometimes we get kicked in the mouth, and life sucks. That's just what it is. But you're tougher than that. You didn't fold. You embraced it. You grew from it. Now help the next person in line. We want to hear your story. If you've embraced the suck, maybe through loss, depression, stress, jobs, finances, or other life events, pass on what you know and help somebody else. If you're an expert in an industry and can help us avoid the suck, well, we'd appreciate that too. We don't want fancy fancy. This is real talk for real people. You can reach out directly at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through LinkedIn and Facebook at Brendan Wheelahan. And now that that's out of the way, let's get after it. On today's episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan, we're going to talk about self-talk. Simply put, self-talk is that inner conversation we have with ourselves every day. It's that battle we have between hitting the snooze button or getting out of bed on time. That decision to push that one more thing off on the to-do list until tomorrow or get it done now. The voice that either beats us down when we yell at ourselves or raises us up when we're in the zone. The bottom line is, if you don't understand your self-talk, you don't understand yourself. Professional athletics is the largest segment of today's population that regularly invests in self-talk exercises, but every day these strategies prove just as effective for the office and home life as they do in the stadium. Joining us today is my friend and professional athlete, Tyler. In a population focused on self-talk, He finds himself tucked right in the center of the most isolated sports, triathlons and pentathlons. Tyler kicked off this profession by tackling an Ironman just after college. That's a 112-mile bike ride, a 26.2-mile run, and a 2.4-mile swim back-to-back-to-back. Falling in love with that level of suck, he moved out west and became a professional triathlete on the USA men's national team. After a three-year stint there, he moved on to the USA national team for the modern pentathlon and is currently training for the 2024 Olympic Games. Today, we're going to talk about how he practices self-talk, how he takes control of the thoughts that come in and out of his brain each day, and how this relates to his daily life, because not just an athlete, he also has to work a full-time job. And with that, Tyler, I want to kick it over to you. Why don't you say hello to everybody here and tell us a little about yourself. How's it going, everybody? Like Brendan said, uh, I am currently a member of the United States National Modern Pentathlon Team. Uh, That's swimming, fencing, shooting, horseback riding, and running. There's a lot of opportunities, like you said, where I have some downtime. And I think it's a, a topic that is very important and throughout my career has been a downfall of mine, but it's also now started to become an advantage of mine. And I hope that I can give a little advice to to people with the scenarios that I've been through. Awesome. Really appreciate having you on here to share some of the things you've been through. So let me start it off with, can you talk to me a little bit about what it's like to have all these thoughts going through your mind, especially when you're 
you're isolated all the time. Let's call it what it is. You're, you're out on these runs for hours at a time or on these bike rides. You have to have hundreds and thousands of thoughts going through your, your mind when you don't have anything else going on. What is that like to try and take control of the thoughts and be that filter? Talk to me a little bit about what those thoughts are, good and bad. You would never talk to your friends the way that you talk to yourself. And that's true for just about everybody. The thoughts that you have within your own head are most times the most harsh and the meanest thoughts to your own self when you should be trying to raise yourself up and promote yourself. You would never do that to your friends. Your friends would never stay your friends. Uh, some of them depends on who they are. Uh, but you would, you would never want to bring your friends down. You're always trying to elevate them. So why would you try to hurt yourself? And it's not just an athlete scenario. We do that in the workplace as well. I know for my job and my athleticism, I have to have that positive self-talk to get me through the day. And it's a constant battle, but it's something that's worth working on because it is so important. And I don't think that you can always have positive thoughts. No matter how hard you try, you're never always going to have positive thoughts. You're always going to have those negative thoughts that creep into your mind. It's a matter of how you deal with those negative thoughts. If you focus on those, those are the thoughts that are going to manifest themselves. If you, you try to let them go and you really focus on letting them go, they're still going to be there. It's a matter of recognizing them, letting them pass, and then prompting yourself with positivity. You can continually prompt yourself with positivity, but it's better to be able to recognize when you're being negative and how to avoid that rather than banking on the fact that you can always be positive to your own self. I think you're spot on there. It is impossible to have just purely positive thoughts and positive self-talk. We're just human. We're going to have times when we got to embrace the suck, when we get kicked in the mouth, when those bad thoughts come in. Talk to me a little bit about some of those negative thoughts and that negative self-talk that you've had in some of these events when you're in the pressure situations. Can you give us some examples, some context around that? Sure. I would say the first realization of the isolation factor that you kind of mentioned earlier was within the Ironman where I had by no means was I a a blistering paced Ironman finisher. I, uh, I did my Ironman in 12 hours. So that was 12 hours that I was isolated swimming, biking, and running. And I would say that prompted me for my life of focusing on self-talk. If I had had a a truly negative self-talk during that Ironman, I would have never finished. I went out way too hard on the swim. I went out way too hard on the first half of the bike ride. And after 56 miles of biking, I was, I was done. And I really didn't want to finish the rest of the race. It was only because I willed myself and only because I told myself I could keep doing it that I was able to do it. If I had been negative, it would, I would have never finished. The self-talk was there. I was positive throughout the whole thing that I could get to the end. So when you were in the Ironman there, you said that if you didn't have the positive self-talk, you're confident that you wouldn't have made it through, especially on the biking. 
talk to me about how you were delivered about having that positive self-talk. I, I got to imagine this isn't something that just happened by accident where you're, you're mile 55 in and you just think, you know what, I better start willing myself on right now. How did you prep for that before you even got to the race? What, what are some things you did so that when you got to that starting line, before anything even started on that 12-hour day, you were ready to have those conversations with yourself? I would say that it sounds almost cliche, but I was, I put in the work. It, having self-talk, self-positive talk and doing anything in life comes with the knowingness that you can do it. You, you can't be something without putting in the work. And I had put in the work, which prompted the self-talk. Sometimes you're going to have to have the positive self-talk in order to prompt yourself. In some situations, you're going to need to do the work to have the self-talk. And I knew that I had put in the, the time and the effort. I might not have executed it properly on race day, but because I had put in the effort and I put in the time to all my training, I could be positive to myself and knowing that I had all the abilities to finish, it was just a matter of not letting that negativity set in. I knew deep down what I had and what I was capable of. Awesome. So if I'm hearing you correctly, to put it in a very simple term, it sounds like because you had a baseline of competence in the event you were doing, you already had a baseline of confidence. Is that a very simple way to translate that? Yeah, actually, I love that statement. I think that's exactly right. There's, whether it's work, whether it's sports, whatever the case might be, that competence and confidence has to pair with that self-talk. So what I'm hearing is the, the bottom line is you have to have some type of competence in the field that you're trying. You're not going to go out and talk to yourself and to be a positive salesman if you've never had a sales job in your life. You're not going to go out and talk yourself into be the most positive marathon runner if you've never ran. In order to start having the positivity, we got to have that baseline competence in that event or in that job. Yeah. You have to be able to show yourself. You have to believe something before you can show it to others. Sure. Very rarely do you show somebody something and that's in the movies and all of that you you see that somebody's destined for greatness. You see that somebody's able to find something in somebody. That's all great for, for Hollywood. But the reality is you have whatever gifts you have and you have to show them to people. People aren't going to pull things out of you most of the time. You are going to show that to somebody and then they are going to invest in it if it's worth investing in. You have to prove your self as a wise investment to other people. I didn't get to where I am today because I fell into somebody's lap and they found me. I worked really hard. I, I was a division one athlete. I swam. I, I moved across the country. I did all these things myself to give myself the opportunity to be where I am today. Some might see that as, oh, you got lucky. You got this, you got that. But I took the initiative and I knew that I had the confidence, whatever you want to call it, to be in this position. And because of that, my self-talk, 
has now reflected in that. I'm not saying that I don't ever have negative self-talk because I 100% do, but I've over training and practice gotten better at having the positive self-talk overshadow the negative self-talk. So you have to control where it's going to go, not just letting that negativity take over and overshadow the positivity. Right, right, right. And that actually moves me right into the next question. So if we have that baseline of confidence in whatever job we're doing, what's the next step? So now that we have some confidence, we still can't just sit back and expect good things to happen. Like you said, you can't just sit there and wait for somebody to tap you on the shoulder and, and say, Hey, you're going to get this promotion. Or you can't just sit there and wait for some positive thoughts to pop into my head because I saw some flowers outside the door. Once you have that baseline competence, what's the next step to take control of your self-talk to guide it in that positive light so we don't go negative? It's about practice. What what are you You, practicing though? You, I would say it's recognition, but it's a, it's a, it's a bring together of many factors. You can't just recognize something and not act on it. You can't act on something if you've never recognized it before. What are some of the things you're trying to recognize when you're working on your self-talk? Like you trying to recognize the thoughts that come into your mind or the, what you're telling yourself. Talk to me about that a little bit. So yeah, for, for my particular case, uh, when it comes to sports, at least I recognize if I'm running and I'm having an off day or I'm getting tired and I see, I can not see, but I, I'm listening to myself say, oh, it's okay to, to not do this. Or, you know, today's not your day. That, that cop out, that voice that's on one side of your shoulder, that's saying it's okay to fail. It's okay to not be the best. It's okay to, to give in. Those are all negative. It might not be directly like, oh, you're terrible. Oh, you, you can't do this. Sometimes it's those small, small voices that say it's okay to give up. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect point that you make there that for me, at least it's a lot more of those small things. I don't have any more those all out days where I'm just absolutely beating the hell out of myself. I used to a lot, but I've, I've, I've worked on that, but now I have a lot more of what you just said there where you, I tell myself, "Ah, it's okay that you really didn't get that done. I know you said you were going to do it, but that other call came up and I kind of give myself the cop out and in a sense that is going on the negative side because I'm letting, uh, I'm letting myself off the hook. I'm not holding myself accountable. And ultimately it means more work for me the next day or one more thing on my mind, taking up space that shouldn't be there all because I was lazy with that decision. I would say that that's that's true. You, if you're somebody who has the really negative self-talk, where you're telling yourself, "Oh, you suck. You're not good at this." That's very blatant. You can recognize that very quickly. It doesn't make it any easier to to shy away from it. Some of those thoughts are deep rooted, and you have to be able to to know deep down, this is not who I want to be. I want to change. And that's an important factor. I'd say that that's 
the starting point that you want to change. But it's for the people that don't aren't saying like, oh yeah, I think I have good self-talk. And then they think a little bit and it's, oh, I have those moments where I might say it's okay not to do this because I might fail or I'm not as good as somebody else is. If you have those thoughts, you're already, you're leading into that negativity. Whereas it's really easy to just tell yourself, do it this way. You're, you're doing a project uh, instead of saying, I don't think I should do it this way. It's really easy to switch that to a positive note. Instead of saying, I shouldn't say, I should don't focus on the negative aspects. And that's the today's society. We focus on the negative because we never want to do the negativity again. Instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect spin to put on it. And that's such a small little thing that we can do to just change the way that we look at the situations. The cliche is old, but it's true. There's two sides to every coin. And at least for myself, I've realized when I spend time looking at the negative side of the coin, I eat up twice as much time and energy throwing a fit about all these things that I shouldn't do. Cause ultimately they have to get done. Yeah. Ultimately when you, when you have a thought process, there's two ways that it's going to go. You either take it in that negative direction or you switch it and just focus on the positive. And the more that you start to focus on the positivity, the more it becomes second nature. The sooner that you change your habits, the sooner that you can change who you want to be within your own head. So to come full circle on that piece right there, basically we have to start with a baseline of competence and whatever our field is so we can set ourselves up for the opportunity to have the positive self-talk. And then once we have that baseline of competence, that's when we have to have that awareness and the reflection to figure out, am I looking at things through the negative lens or the positive lens and then go through the practice and start building that up from there. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't jump into something without having that baseline. You can't jump into a marathon without putting a couple miles on your legs. You have to put in work in order to expect good results. And I want to transition this, you know, I know we're using awesome. a lot of sports references and running, but you're not just an athlete. I think we talked about it in the beginning here. You do also have a full-time job. So can you talk to me a little bit about what it means to take all these things that you've learned from the Ironman, from the triathlons and apply it to the office life when you're out on on those long runs and in those workouts and you're having those internal battles with yourself, how does that relate to the internal battles that you have when you go to work? The, the struggles might be different, but the self, who you are inside stays the same. And what you tell yourself can either be in a positive light or a negative light. When I'm on a run and I'm having a hard day, I don't tell myself, Oh, you're not doing well today you suck. That's just not going to help myself. It doesn't help anybody. So I try to be positive as much as I can within those moments. When I transition into my, my work life, I do the same. There's going to be days where when you're dealing with your boss and coworkers, there's going to be negative situations that if you continue a negative self-talk, it's going to continue a negative situation. 
if you can be positive within your own head, you can switch a situation to be more positive. You can influence the situation a great deal by just being positive within your own head. Right. So basically what you're saying is because you start with that positive self-talk, in a sense, you can kind of be that catalyst to move that around the office and break those negative situations so we don't go into those downward spirals at the water cooler, right? I think that's exactly right. I wouldn't say that I'm the world's greatest office worker employee, but I would say that my athletic career has led me in a very positive direction in the workforce because of the way that I, I do tend to act in a more positive manner at work. I don't like to be negative. It's going to happen. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like to go to work and have negative thoughts all the time. It's going to be stressful, but I'd rather have the positivity within my coworkers and my boss to make a good situation because everybody is ultimately looking for the same thing to enjoy what they do. Nobody wants to be miserable So the more that you can be positive, that's contagious. Negativity is contagious, but so is positivity. And if you're going to be positive within your own head, you can spread that to your outward expression, which spreads it to your coworkers and your boss, your clients. And that gives, it it reflects positively in your work, which ultimately can lead to promotions, lead you to getting those advancements in your work, uh, Nobody wants to promote negativity. You don't like to see the boss that's always writing you and being negative. You want to see the the boss that's a leader that's pushing you forward. So you showing those characteristics shows that you're ready for those next levels. And I'm sure it all ties right back into you're doing all that through your awareness and your reflection of yourself throughout the day, I got to imagine, right? Yes. you You can't just do this every once in a while. You have to... You have to have that positivity going into every day. So then talk to me about what do we do on those crap days? On those days when you start off everything perfect, you may, you do your morning routine, you have your coffee, you work out, whatever it is that you do, but then it just doesn't matter. You're just getting pounded left and right. And it seems like everything's coming at you at once. What do you do on those days to, to put the brakes on the negativity because we're not perfect. We're human. We're going to have those days when it's out of control. How do you put on the brakes? And then how do you work to get the train back on track? You got to know that that's going to happen and you, you got to be ready for it and it's going to be difficult, but how you look at situations is going to influence that. And I just had kind of a miserable stretch myself. And the way that I got through it was saying to myself, It's the bad days that make you realize how good the good days are. And you got to find a way to make the bad good. And whether it's cheesy or not, it's true. Nobody wants to go through bad days, but you know, you got to know that on the other side of a bad day is a good day. And you can have those bad days and live them, but it's how you react to them that's going to make the difference. If you compile bad days, yeah, they're going to keep showing up, but know that the good days are coming. I think that's a great point. But then talk to me a little bit about how you make sure that that bad day stops at one day. How do you make sure that 
the bad day from Monday doesn't roll into Tuesday to Wednesday to next week? How do you make sure it stops at one? I would say recognizing the scenario and you, you find what's the problem within your head. You hear yourself talking to yourself. There's, there's always, there's always noise going on within your own brain recognize what's going on. And that's, I think the, I think that's it right there is recognition, recognition, and then implementation, have, have a goal, have a, a, a tool to stop that before you start having bad days. No. All right. If I'm, if I ever start to have a bad day, this is what I'm going to throw at it. This is the, the hammer that's going to take this out. It's going to break it. And so that when your bad day comes, get into that toolbox, take the hammer and break it and just stop it in its tracks. Yeah, that's, that's great. A hundred percent agree with that actually. And now that you say that makes me remember that I, I have a song that I know I can throw on whenever I'm in a tough mood or a bad mood, whenever things just aren't going my way and it feels like I can't catch a break. I know I can throw this song on and it'll at least get me to calm down and stop and start thinking. So a lot of great info you've given us here today. A lot of good experiences you've been through, a lot of practice that you put in. Wrap it up for our listeners in two to three sentences. You got some people out there that are maybe getting into just understanding what self-talk is, or maybe they're battling. And now that listening to this, they're starting to recognize that they need to be a little bit more aware. They're not really sure where they fall. Two to three sentences. Give me your message to everybody out there. I would have to say it's, it's pretty short and simple. We live each day. You don't want somebody yelling at you and being negative all the time. Don't live every day doing it to yourself. Find a way to have that tool in your toolbox to recognize when you're being your own worst enemy and just nip it in the butt because we are our own worst enemy. And the sooner that you can stop your yourself from being your enemy the sooner that you can promote yourself and push yourself forward i love it great information as always tyler really appreciate having you on here hopefully we can have you back pretty soon for some more conversations and uh, for everybody out there keep pushing forward stay positive with that self-talk and embrace the suck see you next week thanks for joining us for another episode of embrace the suck with brendan we know you've got a message that can help somebody else right now, and we need to hear it. Reach out at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through Facebook and LinkedIn at Brendan Wheelahan. Tune in next time for more stories from everyday people embracing everything life can throw at us. Until then, stay strong.